it's always good to be home here at Older Grove. So we thank God for each and every one of you. We thank God for uh, the praise team. Give it up for them for singing and thank God for the staff. That's been a great production. Thank God for uh, Chris and his beautiful wife. Come on and give it up for them and Charlie. <laughs> uh, so we just love each and every one of you that are here this morning. And it's good that you, you, you were able to be here on this nice and gloomy day, right? <laughs> you woke up, you got out your bed, and you said, let me go to Orchard Grove and connect with those that are there. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for being here this morning. Lord, you know what it is that we're going through. You know what it is that we're faced with. You know what it is that is troubling us. And we ask, Lord, that you will lift every burden. We surrender our will to your will. And we give you honor and we give you glory this morning. Pray, God, that your word will bless us this morning. That you allow us, God, to hear your word. And not only be hearers, but doers of your very word. We thank you and we give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. So we are in our current series, which is entitled Grief, in which we discuss how to cope with the emotionally exhausting roller coaster of loss in suffering. Say loss in suffering. I don't want you to think of yourself as a terrible person because sometimes your feelings get the best of you. <laughs> you know some people make you feel bad because your feelings can get the best of you at times. Although there are numerous issues that we all face in this life, I believe there's a solution for each of us. And that solution is we can only navigate through this world with the help in the strength of who? God. That's the only way that we can navigate through this life. Every person here wants to have a joyful and happy life. Lift your hands, right? If you want to have a sad life, then we need to, you know, we need to send you out if you want to have a sad life. Nobody wants a sad life, right? Everyone in here wants to have a happy life, to not suffer in any way, right? You don't want to suffer. Who wants to suffer? We all want joyful lives. So losing a loved one, we don't enjoy that. A friend, a close colleague, a family member, a job, your money, your health, it's, it's nothing that we just wake up and we want, right? We don't wake up and want that. None of us want that. Our reactions, say my reactions, our reactions then shifts from denial, which Pastor Chris talked about last week, denial about what happened to anger about what is happening. 
is denial. Some of us are in denial about what happened, which transition our mindsets and our emotions to go from what to what anger. Ooh. And it's something because when we cannot pinpoint the cause of our frustration, we become hostile. How many of you like that? Hostile towards life, hostile towards God, and everyone that starts to say things to us that we don't want, we don't feel, we don't want to hear. We become what? Hurt and angry. So what I want to use for a subject this morning, if a thought, say this, embrace anger, but never let it control your life. Say, embrace anger, but never let it control your life. Can you remember a time when you were mad about something? Oh, oh, gee, that was a lie. Oh, yeah, this morning I was mad. (laughs) Can you remember how you felt? Did your reaction lead you to say something that you regret? Uh, I see some of the wives looking at their husband like, this for you. <laughs> this, this for you, yeah. You hearing them? Glad we got up this morning. <laughs> it, 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 your reactions, it, it led you to say something that you regret. When an individual is mad, verbal attacks usually follow. Am I lying? No. But as believers, we should not react to people or things based on our emotions, but rather be guided by the Holy Spirit in our words, in our actions. So if you're not a believer or you're not a Christian, you got a free pass today. (laughs) Somebody laugh like, yeah, thank you. So there's a, a quote, and I want to I read this quote by Evan uh, S.R. It says this. It says, anger is a feeling that makes your mouth work faster than your what? Ooh, some of y'all are guilty. I'm guilty too. How many of you guilty at that? <laughs> Ooh, I'm so, you know what? Honesty is the best medicine. <laughs> How many of you know that? It is not like being honest. There, there are times, and what, what, what do you mean by that? In, in the same way we are more prone to blurt out things without thinking twice about it, it's because we are mad at that particular moment. Have you ever been there? Where you're so mad that you start saying stuff, your mind, you just start saying. Y'all, you shut up. How are you ugly? Were you fat? Were you short? Yeah, I'm just playing. I'm not saying everybody's like that. I'm just saying. You start saying hurtful things. There, there are times when we have said things that are not appropriate because we were emotional. Amen? For, for example, isn't it true that when we're mad, all of a sudden we want to yell at people? You, you want to have hissy fits? How do you have hissy fits? So let me be real. Come on, let's be when you're mad. I'm going to let everybody hear. 
with this song we got to talk about anger. Things like a traffic jam. You're not saying Jesus will fix it when you're driving. You're not saying, oh, yeah, he'll fix it. Let me just, oh, okay, God. No. If you're like me, I wish cars were bumper cars. You on your way to work or you're somewhere, you're trying to get somewhere. It just, you're like, oh, you need your, oh, you need your license revoked. <laughs> you know, as an officer, I'll be like, I, I, just calm it down. But sometimes in traffic jams, you feel like that, right? Or, or maybe you have a place where you may be irritated by some people at work who don't do their jobs. And when you're angry, what do you do? You start complaining to other people. Yeah, they don't do their job. Yeah, this is their fifth day late. And you complain to others out of what? Anger. Because they're not picking up the slack. And it's more stuff on you. They get the raise, but you don't. You get more stuff. So what do you do? You become what? Angry. Maybe someone wronged you and you become angry at them. So what you do, you decide to what? Gossip about them. Have you ever been there? When you are angry with somebody, you start gossiping about them? Hey, yeah. <laughs> they stupid. Yeah. You know they ain't got no money. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know they got, they, they didn't go, no, they ain't got that job like they thought they did. Yeah. You start what? Gossiping when you're mad. Perhaps you are the person who freely argues. How many of you know some people love to argue? They love to argue with people. Why do they do that? They do that to express their anger. Woo. That's powerful, isn't it? People that love to argue and pick fights, sometimes they argue because they're expressing what? Their anger. What life threw at them. What didn't go right. What went wrong. So they do what? They get angry and they start what? Talking. You may be angry due to a failed marriage. Some of you may be at a place in your life to a, a failed marriage or a lost loved one, and now you're at a place where you're angry. Why didn't it go right? Why did I lose that person? They could have took the other auntie, not this one. I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm just putting a little humor in there. I'm just saying We've all said that right before, you know, like you could have took that one, not that one, because you love them and you cherish them. Or last but not least, but maybe some of you are mad with yourself. How many of you are angry with yourself? Stuff that you did, decisions you made, the stuff that you, you said to other people, and now you're walking around where you're angry at yourself. And I want you to know why this is important. In order to, to achieve success, we must embrace, say embrace. Embrace your anger instead of allowing it to what? Control you. Because if you don't, you will destroy others in your words and in your actions. How many of you know that you would destroy people? <laughs> in your what? Words in your actions you'll start destroying people. But the most important thing is for us to trust the Holy Spirit. Trust the Holy Spirit to guide your words and actions and not your emotions. Oh, I'm, I'm going to move on that one. <laughs> trust, say trust. Trust the Holy Spirit 
to guide your words and actions and not what? Your emotions. How many of you know that the emotions can get the best of you? So let's go to the word of God. As Christians, we would need to understand what God's word says about anger and how to deal with it. In Ephesians 4, through, uh, we're going to read chapter 4, 26 through 27. Um, in this chapter, we see that Paul, he teaches the Christian living instructions. How many of you know that we all need instructions? Have you ever built something without instructions? I tried it. It didn't work. So, uh, so what he does, he gives us uh, instructions on what to do. Uh, and he says that they must get rid of uh, the attitudes that they were part of in their previous life. And what I love about this is that as a result, since they're in Christ, as a result, they have developed a new way of thinking and a new way of living in who? Not themselves, but in Christ. How many of you thank God that you got to live in Christ? Tell yourself, say, Lord, say, help me to live in you, Lord. So he said that this should cause a change in the way that you behave. This should that this cause a change in the way that you behave towards others if you say that you are what? A Christian. So we see that uh, in a, a listen verses 20, and you can read this on your own time, 20 through 32 are the, the negative characteristics of what we as Christians do in our lives. And I'm telling you, it would prick your heart. You're like, ooh, uh, uh, that's me. Ah, yeah. Oh, I did it. It would give you the characteristics of what we do as people of God. And what you do, he said this as a rule, he begs his listeners. He begs his listeners to avoid lying, <laughs> stealing, corruption conversation, mm. bitterness, mm. evil speaking, mm malice, mm, and last but not least, anger. Who say, Lord, help me this morning? Say, Lord, help me. Say, I need your help this morning. How many of you need, am I the only one that needs his help this morning? Because I'm not only speaking to you, but I'm speaking to myself. So let's go to the word of God. It says this, and do not sin by letting anger do what? control you. And then it says this, don't let the sun go down. What? While you are still, what? Oh, y'all said I'm guilty. So I want to give you this. In order for anger not to control me, this is number one. I want you to write this down. Number one, the first, I must resolve my anger. Say, I must resolve my anger. It's crucial not to sin when we're angry. But what I love about this, getting angry is not a sin. <laughs> How do you thank God that it's not a sin to get angry? <laughs> Some of y'all like, yeah! Uh, I'll get back to you in a little bit, all right? Those that are excited. However, if your anger turns into attacking people or seeking revenge instead of correcting the problem, <laughs> then you already what? Seeing. Have you ever been there? So, so you may be, we should resolve, say resolve, your differences. 
As soon as something hit the fan, resolve your differences as soon as possible. Because what does it do? It prevents Satan from taking advantage of you. Say, it prevents him from taking advantage of you. So now I got to ask myself, what do I do every day to avoid being controlled by my anger? What are you doing every day not to be controlled by your anger? For example, is it possible for you to, to write down how you feel instead of yelling and lashing out on people? Ooh, say, Lord, help me. We don't want that right. Or do you lash out and then write it down? <laughs> Tell yourself, say, that's backwards. Say, that's backwards. But how are you trying to control? Maybe you need to get in a journal and you need to start writing how you really feel. Have you thought about therapy? Uh, some of us don't like therapy, but say that's why we have them. God bless the therapists <laughs> to be here so we can talk. <laughs> have you, have, you're so angry. Have you even thought about, what, you know, talking to a therapist about your anger? Oh, no, I'm too big for that. I'm not about to go to therapy. Who do you think I am? Ah! That's the problem. You're trying to fix it, but you cannot fix it. Because then you don't know how to work on it every single day. And now you avoid therapy and thinking that you're, you, you, you know, like you're a bad person because you go. Say, don't look down on it. They're here to help. Have you thought about, you know, going to therapy in order to de decompress from your anger? Uh, what do you do to decompress? How, how do you decompress? What do you do? How, how do you handle do you Do you ask God? Do you get into prayer and you ask God to help you with it? Have you picked up a hobby? Maybe you need to pick up a hobby. How do you know that? What, what is mine? Mine's, I love movies. Every week. Not every week when I can. I try to make it my business to go see a movie by myself and eat popcorn, and it's just me, like a little kid. But that's how I decompress. The things in life that try to make me angry, the things that try to bring me down, the things that try to turn, turn on my mind, I have to decompress some type of way. What is yours? Or are you the person that are in denial about your angry? about your anger? Are you ready to finally accept the fact that you have some anger issues? If you're in denial that you have anger issues, you would always be angry. Pastor Chris already talked about it last week. He said how some of us are in denial. When you step on the scale, you are in denial that that's your weight. It is what it is. You know you've been eating, so just don't be in denial of it. I thought it'd be the same weight that like last year. Huh? No, you've been eating and stuff. You ain't been doing nothing. So sometimes what we do, what he say? You try to avoid the scale. It's broke. It ain't broke. Let me go buy another one. <laughs> Have you ever been there? Like, <laughs> let me go buy another scale. This one broke. No, it ain't broke. 
So sometimes what we do, we are in denial of, in the fact that we are angry. When Jesus, he chased away the thieves from the temple, he was angry. If you want to write this down, Matthew 21 and 12 through 13, he chased them away. He exhibited the right level, say level, of anger during this period. And when you read it, however, unlike most people, he did not let his anger turn into bitterness, nor did he hold grudges against anybody. Oh, say, God, help me now. How many of you know that when we get angry, we hold grudges? Oh, you said that to me, and I'm angry about it. But I thought we resolved it. Oh, I'm still angry. <laughs> You're still angry about it. But what I love, he said, we see that Jesus, he exhibits some anger, but it was at a certain level. And God is saying, there's nothing wrong with you getting angry, but it's what you do with it that gets you in trouble. So let's go here. And it's crazy because when uh, Dina and I, are having a disagreement. You know, how many of you know we are sometimes you have a disagreement? You know, you marry, you have a disagreement sometimes, right? <laughs> uh, she wants to resolve it right then before we go to sleep, before it turns left. But sometimes I don't want to talk about it right then. How many of you like me? You don't want to talk about it right then. Get I get any hands? When you're angry, you don't want to be, you don't want to talk about it right now. You want to just be angry. Let's be, let's be real. How many of you like that? I want to. What's wrong with you? Mm. Oh, you, oh, you speaking today. Huh? <laughs> Some of y'all doing that now. Yeah? Because, but, but what she does, she wants to what? Deal with it before you leave the house, before you go to sleep. Why is that? Because the Bible, let's go to the Word of God. It, said, it, it says this in, in, in Psalms 4 and 4. It says, tremble and what? And do not sin. When you are in your bed, search your heart and be what? Silent. Honestly, <laughs> when you're angry about something or someone, the last thing you want to do is think about it and search your heart for your faults. How many of you like me? In this case, I would rather point out what the person did. They did this to me. They said this to me. Rather than remain, what, silent to hear what God is saying about me. We want to pick and say, Lord, straighten them up. They need help. But God said, you need to be at your bedside, search your faults. You have some ugliness in your heart, in your ways, in your emotions as well. What did you do? What did you say? How did you react? Whoo, that kind of hurt, right? You want to look at everybody else's faults, but what are your faults? He said, the problem is, is that you are not there being silent for me to what? Show you what is going on in your heart, what is going on in your mind, what's going on in your, your life. Let me show you. But you're so busy doing this, then sitting there and allow me to have you search your heart, to show you your faults, to show you your ugliness, to show you that you are wrong as well. Say, Lord, say, Lord, I need your help right now. So, so Shane, how can I resolve an issue since someone isn't here anymore? How can I resolve an issue? 
if that person is not here anymore? I'm, to be truthful, I don't have the best answer to that. I don't. But I know someone who experienced peace even when their relationship with the person they lost wasn't resolved. I was talking to uh, several weeks ago, a close family member of mine was sharing the death of a loved one with me. You know, sometimes we can't all handle that, but he shared the death of a loved one with me, and they expressed their anger towards this person because this individual hurt them in the past. They did some things, and they said some things in the past. And he felt like they're gone, and I didn't resolve it. I was angry, and now it's too late. Have you ever felt like that? So he went to the funeral, and after the funeral, he got in the car, and as he got in the car, his wife knew what was going on with him and everything. She looked at him eyeball to eyeball and said, let it go. At that point, after she said that, he burst out in tears. It's a manly man. You know, you know how some of us, we don't cry. We hold those emotions in. But he bust out in tears. Even though he was unable to resolve the issue with that other person, with that person that he lost, he resolved it on his own. By what? Letting that anger go. And what he said, he said after he experienced that, he said, man, I felt so better. I felt so good because this is something I've been holding in for years. And what are you saying, Shane? What are you saying, Shane? Do I need to cry it out? I'm not saying that works for you, but this was work for the other person. He felt I didn't resolve the issues between us. I'm angry and I didn't resolve it. And what he said, as soon as I let, he said, as soon as I heard let it go, he said, I just, I just cried like a baby. And how many of you know sometimes it's all right to cry? Sometimes, have you ever been angry? You're in the car by yourself, you've been angry and you just shed some tears? Have you been there? It's not wrong to be ashamed about Have you been there? You were in the car, you had two wheels, you said had both of your hands, maybe you had one. I don't know, but you, you know, you're like, oh my goodness, I'm about to fall, you know, run into somebody. Where you were so angry, where you were just you just burst out in tears. And then after the fact, you may have felt okay, and you may not have felt okay. I don't know. But he said, after I did that, I felt good. So my next point, Shane, it sounds good. You like Shane, that sounds good. But why should I resolve my anger? It sounds good, but why should I resolve my anger? Number two, anger unresolved invites evil. Say anger unresolved invites evil. Ephesians 27, we said, for anger gives a foot to the devil. <laughs> Say, anger gives a foothold to who? The devil. We hear the saying all day, you give someone an inch and they'll take a mile. How many of you heard that? <laughs> it's no difference when you give your anger an inch of your life over and not getting that job. You're mad about it. Not, not getting what, uh, when you had to face some health issues in your life. 
when you have to go through some problems, when losing a loved one or a failed marriage, allowing anger to walk a mile with your heart will cause you to become bitter, cause you to be hateful and be cold-hearted and be resentful and angry. Have you ever been there? Say, Lord, help me with my heart. Do you know that it is the enemy's business to divide families and to bring discord between you and everybody else? That is his business. That is his job to bring discord, to mess up families. And as a consequence, when we allow anger to rest in our hearts, we are performing the devil's work for him. How? By operating and letting our emotions get the best of us or take us over. And how many of you went to bed angry? How many of you didn't deal with some situations with some people that you wish you handled it? Now they're not here. And because of that resentment, hate, everything just boils up. There's a, there's a, 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 I'm almost closing. Cain, how many of you remember Cain and, and Abel? Well, Cain, he resents the approval of Abel. And if you want to write that down, Genesis 4, uh, 1 through 16, or, you know, you can read that whole chapter. And both Cain and Abel offered a sacrifice to the Lord. But the Lord chose Cain's sacrifice over Abel's sacrifice. And this is what the scripture says. It says this, why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain, why do you look so dejected? And then it goes on and says this. It says, you will be accepted. Well, if we go, you will be accepted if you do what is what? Right. Tell yourself, do what is right. And then it goes on. But if you refuse to do what is right, then what? Watch out. <laughs> Tell yourself, say, watch out. Watch out. You got to watch out. In this case, unresolved anger, there's a risk that will spill over and lead you to saying or doing something you will regret later. Say, Lord, I need your help. There's a scripture that I didn't give, but if you want to read it in our Ephesians 4 and 30, if you read that on your own time, it says, uh, the first, it says, then do not bring sorrow for God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Do you know that you can make him sad by how you live with anger? He said, do you know that that, that that destroys my heart, that you're living like this? So what I want to leave with you, be careful not to let anger control you. If I am angry about the things I'm angry about, this is a good question. Would God get mad at me? Would he get mad at you? The church, the workplace, and families would be different if everyone followed what? The Holy Spirit rather than their emotions to lead them to anger. Could you live your life without letting anger get the best of you? Could marriages be improved if both parties set aside their anger? <laughs> Are you letting anger control how you live your life? Are you letting it get control you? Will releasing it allow you to live a joyful life instead of an angry life? 
Embrace anger, but never let it control your life. In other words, what do you mean by this? What do you mean? Accept that you will get angry one day. <laughs> Say, I'm going to get angry. You're going to get angry at the church. Somebody's going to call you and make you angry. <laughs> You're going to get angry today. You go to a restaurant and get your food right. You're going to get angry. Except that you would get angry, but decide if you allow yourself to be ruled by it or not. I'm going to leave you with this thought. This is a quote from yours truly. Your anger would not make things better, nor will it help you. It will only destroy you and those around you. Tell yourself, say, Lord, help me with my anger. And don't let it control you. It's nothing wrong with embracing it. What do you say when you embrace it? You accept the fact that you're going to get angry. <laughs> but don't dare let it control your life. Everyone have a blessed, blessed morning. God bless you.